face to face, hand to hand, film to film. Welcome to Film to Film, the best podcast in the world. This is Inyaki with my uh, my good friend James Shergan. Hey James, how's your week? It was all right. Uh, we are still in COVID nineteen times here in Seattle, so I don't know. It was kind of the same as as the how many weeks before? Twelve weeks before? Eight weeks yeah. plus or minus six weeks? I don't know. I don't know how time is going by. We are in the end of May. I think Memorial Day was this past week, but I'm not 100% positive. That's how unsure of time I am here. I know. <clears throat> same here uh, in D.C. Every day looks like the same. You know, that's why all these wild animals are coming out and all this, you know, uh, all these wild uh, podcasts, like film to film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Burton... Um, Birth and I mean, if the coronavirus is not here, this podcast would not exist. That's factual. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's a fact. Um, yeah. So, James, have you been watching any movies lately? Uh, yeah, I have. I have been continuing my Italian film kick, but I also watched a Japanese movie called The Third Shadow Warrior recently, which was quite good. Uh, yeah. All right, all right. I'll have to check it out. I'll have to check it out. Although that's not what we're talking about today. No, it's instead, not. <laughs> instead, we are talking about Gloria and Gloria Bell. Two films for the price of one. Yep, two films for the price of one. So, did you do you think there there is such thing as a good uh, shot by shot remake? <laughs> I don't know, but I, I suppose we'll dive into this, and we've avoided talking about these films to each other so far uh, together, but uh, it was a very close remake, I have to say. Uh, the biggest difference for me was definitely like uh, just the differences in the main actresses of Julianne Moore, and uh, her name was like Pauline Garcia or something like that. If I remember right, uh, so uh, was, yeah, her her name actually was uh, Paulina. Yeah, Paulina Garcia. So yes, okay. All right, continue. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, to me, that was the major difference. But I mean, like, down to like the shots in the car, and like it, it was very very close uh, to uh, the films were just very very similar. So I guess my question here is. Can you have a good shot-by-shot remake? Uh, to be honest, I, I actually like the remake uh, a little bit more than the original. Um, but oh. uh, but they are extremely similar, and I'm not totally sure why the director chose to do it. Uh, if it was for purely like creating a product or something, it was not different enough to me to justify the creation of it. But that's my opinion. Interesting. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, um, <clears throat> without yeah, going into details, uh, it definitely feels like you know this director got, director got paid twice to do the same movie, which is a pretty sweet deal if you think about it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but as far as like a back-to-back viewing and bringing different like ideas and context to it, I, it, it doesn't totally do that. I mean, yeah, it's right. kind of like it's... going to the same play twice with like different actors in it or something like that uh-huh uh-huh yeah 
No, it's, uh, it's an interesting point. Of course, there are some difference between uh, the Chilean movie and the American movie. As you mentioned, you like the American movie uh, better, so that... Slightly more. Very close, though. Right, but that, that already says that right. there are some differences that uh, yeah. we can point out. Um, I guess, uh, since we're at it, what were... You know, what is your general opinion about it? Like, uh, how... Do you, how How do you feel about the movies? So, uh, I watched Gloria first, and I watched it with uh, my wife. And uh, without knowing a ton about it, uh, knowing that it had gotten some acclaim, and, uh, you know, my wife didn't care for the film. <laughs> it was a little bit too slow for her. Uh, so, and, you know, it, it's, it was one of those viewings where it's hard to not get sucked down a little bit by the person you're watching it with, uh, if, you know, mm. they don't have great feelings of it. So then I watched Gloria Bell the next day, and uh, I enjoyed it a bit more. Uh, part of it is because of the, the Julianne Moore, who, who I just enjoy a lot as an actress. I think she's really good. Um, but... I also kind of knew where it was going or where it wasn't going. Um, it's sort of one of these, like, to me it feels like one of these independent films that's very free-flowing. It doesn't have, like, a clear, a very strong structure to it. It, it kind of just goes where the character goes. So knowing that and going into it, uh, I kind of I enjoyed it just a little bit more because I knew it wasn't going to do anything, like, especially once you get through the first 10 minutes and you're like, okay, this is almost exactly the same. Uh, you kind of know that it's not going to have like some big twist that's totally different from the original film. Yeah, I would, I would say, I, I would agree with that. Um, so this is also my first time uh, watching it and I also saw it with my partner, uh, Jana. And um, I think she might have enjoyed it more than uh, Laura. I actually made her watch both of them. Uh, That, that might have to do with the fact that we only have one TV. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, uh, if I tried to show the, the second one while Laura, my wife, was home, uh, she would have gone to the other room. I'll put it that yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. But um, <clears throat> uh, in general, I actually like the movie. Uh, I do agree that it's slow, and maybe I was more prepared to watch it because although I hadn't seen either of uh, these two movies, I've seen... Uh, a Fantastic Woman, which is another movie uh, directed by um, by Sebastian Lelio, who is the director of these two movies, um, and you know, and, and and it looks like that's his theme. It's just to focus on a character and really follow on their life. I mean, if, if you talk about character study. One thing that really uh, struck me in this movie was the fact that uh, both in the original and the remake, the camera never left Gloria. There's no one. There's no shot where Gloria is not at least occupying one part of the uh, the shot, and, and I'm that basically making it. Yeah, definitely focusing Did, on her. Is that similar to a Fantastic Fantastic Woman, which I have not seen? Is that sort of uh, vary from the perspective of one character? Uh, I, 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 that's kind of how I remembered it, although okay. I probably would need to rewatch it again, but uh, I mean, it's, it's really based, it's really about one person and uh -huh. what happens around her through her perspective. Uh, 
and by knowing that uh, it was it was uh, I enjoyed it uh, especially because the the character whether it was the American version or the Chilean version uh, Gloria she is she's actually very charismatic for being you know a middle aged woman absolutely uh, yeah I agree with that um, so. Uh, I'll, I'll go and run down a, a quick synopsis of this movie just to get it out of the way. Uh, I couldn't get one from Wikipedia because they decided to just write pages on it. So this is more <laughs> of a, a chain, uh, an IMDb sort of synopsis. Basically, this is a movie about Gloria, a middle-aged free-spirited woman, and her experience dealing with a new romantic relationship with a man that she met at a dance club. I think that sums up the movie pretty well. It does. <laughs> um, and, and the nice thing is that although we watched two movies, this synopsis worked for both of them. <laughs> yes, it, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I mean, same names, other than, I guess, the love interest is a different name uh, in Gloria Bell. Right. So, you know... I guess uh, one thing that uh, stood out to me is basically what were the themes behind the movie? I mean, the, the plot of the movie is really, it's, it's very simple, really, right? It's, it's just a woman who is going out, has, fam has a family, but is going out, uh, meeting people and, you know, finding a boyfriend who, at the end, it turns out not to be a great guy. But uh, it's it's a very intimate movie. What? How do you feel about it? I agree. Yeah, it's very intimate. I mean, any film where I mean, you made a good observation earlier where Gloria is just in every single shot of the film of both films, for that matter. Um, and I mean, like, just by that sheer fact, I feel like that sums up the movie pretty well. Just that it's following her around. We see the people that she's friends with, the people uh, like her two uh, children. Uh, we get briefly introduced to her ex-husband uh, in a relatively short scene. And we just kind of follow her around in like her day-to-day -day interactions with like uh, just a couple people, uh, unless she's going to the dance party. Uh, do you think this movie higher target audience or at least do you feel connected with, with any of the characters uh i i feel like it's it for me it fits my image of like a festival film uh in, in a lot of ways it does remind me a little bit of like uh some uh noah bombach films who did marriage story in this past year uh i feel like some of his films also have like sort of a lack of structure and that's sort of the point to it too where it just you just kind of go with the characters mm -hmm. and for me it can be hit or miss uh depending on the characters and how much i connect to them i can't say i connect terribly strongly to i i feel like the the most captivating uh, parts of both of the films are are the lead actresses in both and, but mm -hmm. i can't say I, I felt super connected to any one particular character okay yeah, I, I think I agree with that. Uh, I mean, beyond Gloria, all the other characters were... I mean, really, this was a movie about Gloria, so the only character you would end up being connected is would be her. Uh, right. Well, uh, <clears throat> this movie 
I mean, as you mentioned before, it seems like it, it, it has some critical, uh, critical claims. Uh, it was rated uh, six, uh, so the Chilean version was rated 6.8 on IMDb, while the American was 6.3 IMDb, 99 on Rotten Tomato, as well as 71, respectively. Uh, neither movie was very popular. Um, I mean, box office-wise, uh, the Chilean version did uh, $6.5 million, while the American was just uh, $11 million, I mean, r roughly. So, I mean, you can definitely see that these, are, these were both independent films. Right. I mean, it's a film that, I mean, uh, by those metrics, too, I mean, you could also say it's a success. I don't know what the budget was for either of them, but, I mean, like, especially for the Chilean film, that could be interpreted as a budgetary success just because it uh, probably didn't cost all that much to make. I mean, you're pretty much just paying the uh, actors and actors and the performers in the film. So I don't know how much Jillian uh, Moore demanded for this film, but she was probably the main cost for it. Um, but so, I mean, maybe uh, large enough considering its context, but this is no... Uh, no Avengers movie that's uh, right. lighting up the box office. Yeah, no, I, you, yeah, you have a good point. Uh, you, you have a very good point. Yeah, we, and also, I mean, I really don't know how much it cost because um, either of the movies, I couldn't find any information. Yeah. The American film felt it was probably more expensive just because it's an American film. It also, one of, the, one of the differences, I only had three differences that I noted here. One of them was Julian Moore, which we already talked about. Another one was just the, uh, I, I did enjoy the cinematography in both, but it does feel like more of the budget went into these pretty cool looking color palettes in, uh, in uh, the American version. So I enjoyed uh, some of the, uh, the uh, craftsmanship uh, as far as that stuff goes. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's an interesting point. Um, mainly because I, uh, w when it comes to the palette, I actually uh, preferred the more realistic palette. So the American version had sort of, uh, you know, this uh, I would say heightened colors, right? Uh, the, yeah. Uh, were more stylized, but uh, in, in a way, I sort of like the 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 toned down uh, the more real colors that you had in the Chilean version just because it made it feel more real. And at right. the end of the day, this is kind of a... It's sort of... I mean, it, it's a story that could happen to anyone. I mean, sure. I, maybe. Sure. I, I mean, mean it's grounded in reality. It's not trying to be a... Yeah, it's, it's not a... It's a drama. It's a straight drama. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um... So did so. Let me ask you, as as because you are uh, you are originally from Chile, right? Um, mm -hmm. So uh, did it give you? And you grew up in the Santiago, Greater Santiago area. Did it give you a pretty strong sense of place uh, for uh, that location while we're talking no. about this? No, uh, and actually, I think that's one of the things that made it really easy. Uh, if if you were to talk about making a remake. Uh, Again, because the camera is solely fo focused on, on Gloria, it really didn't matter what city you, uh, it was shot. Now, the, the city or, or country in many other contexts do play a role, especially when it comes to history. Uh, and I'll get that to, uh, to those later. But um, when it comes to 
just the pure location. I mean, whether it was Santiago or Los Angeles, uh, right. it, it just felt like, you know, you were in a warm city. <laughs> right. I mean, that makes sense. Uh, I would actually say for Gloria Bell, at least, the strongest sense of place you get is when it briefly goes off to Vegas. And uh, in the the Chilean one, uh, Gloria goes to uh, some sort of beach city, it looks like. Yeah, uh, uh, she goes to Viña, uh, Viña del Mar. And I mean, like for a Chilean, that would be pretty uh, pretty apparent, like right away. But Okay. Yeah. So maybe there's a stronger sense of place when they go off to their uh, other location rather than uh, the uh, core location where 75% of the movie takes place. Yeah, and... And, and actually, with that said, what do you think would be a better location, right? Uh, as in, like, if, if you were taking someone romantically, like uh, this with, with Totoro or with, uh, um, uh, what's the name? Uh, either with Totoro or with Rodolfo, uh, <laughs> what do you think is a better place to take someone, to the beach or to Las Vegas? I mean, I guess LA I'll go the beach. beach. I, I'm going beach. I mean, I'm not a Vegas person, so uh, no thank you to Vegas. Uh, I would choose the beach. <laughs> what about yeah, you? I know, I'll take beach too. But uh, I guess... And so that, now going into the movie a little bit. So, uh, you know, as, as we mentioned, the, the Chilean version is set in, in Chile, and the main location is Santiago, which is not a city that has a beach. So, you know, taking someone away and taking them to the beach makes sense. LA does have a beach, so if you would take that right. person away, you have to do something different. Yep. But one thing, one thing I, it's interesting is when he takes her out, you, you, know, you see that plane shot and you're picturing he's taking her somewhere cool, like somewhere, you yep. know, like a different country, somewhere else. And then, in fact, you see uh, the first shot when they arrive, you see sort of the Eiffel Tower, and you think, wait, did he take her to Paris? And it's like, nope. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, one of the questions that went through my mind as being someone that's grown up on the West Coast of the U.S. is just like, oh, they flew to Vegas? Uh, just because I have only driven that. I have never uh, never thought that was like a flight-worthy thing. So I mean, I from Seattle like, it is. <laughs> Well, yeah, from Seattle, but I mean Los Angeles to Las Vegas, it's it's not it's not that far. Like I I would probably drive, uh, right? But so I thought it was kind of funny. I mean, an unimportant detail, but I guess him sort of showing off his uh, wealth and stuff uh, in the sense that he flew. But she ends up flying back too, so I don't know. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so I was thinking uh, for our conversation, since this is uh, more of a character movie and not so much... And I mean, there is a plot. There's definitely a plot. But uh, I was thinking maybe we could go uh, and talk a little bit more about each character and to see, sure. you know, where, uh, what our thoughts are about, uh, about each character is. So let's start with uh, Gloria. What? So... One question I had is, you know, we're talking about a middle-aged woman. I feel like you don't see that many movies about, the, uh, about you know, the, the topic of, you know, a single middle-aged or a divorced, uh, divorced middle-aged woman who, uh, you know, is finding herself. Like, what, what do you think about that? 
Not too much, but may I point out in the Film to Film podcast, where we have now brought on four different films, three of the four have have middle-aged to aging women as as the long characters. So that's 75%. I don't know if we're going to keep that up. Uh, but they also, three of the four also conclude with that woman dancing at the end. So... Just, oh yeah! Just wanted to point that out. Uh, and, and in fact, at the beginning too. <laughs> yeah, there's a zero point zero. Yeah, both both of them have that sort of like circular uh, structure to it. There's a zero point zero percent chance that that trend continues. <laughs> but I did want to point that out for the film to film podcast. Um, but what that is that, pretty I think hilarious. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Middle aged women probably once they're like. 45 or 50 probably just get represented a whole lot less in film. I think for males probably the range uh, of being like able to uh, be shown is, is probably a little bit longer as mm-hmm. the main lead. So it is nice to see um, sort of a film centered around that. Yeah. And, and, and one thing that I, I, I that you know th- that I would say distinguishes the Chilean version with the American is that the American actually touches uh, a couple of se- uh, themes. That so the Ch- I would say the Chilean version kind of focuses a little bit more on Gloria, her loneliness, uh, and you know her search. Uh, I-, I guess meaning, or uh, if you could, if you want to say that, and by going to the clubs, bars, and doing all her other activities. Um, the American touches that, that topic as well, but it also touches other issues, um, for example, uh, work issues. Um, like this, uh, the American version, ha- Gloria has a, fr- a co-worker that the Chilean version does not have, who basically is also around her age. Her 401k lost a lot of money for some reason, and then it looks like she got laid off. Um, and I thought that was kind of that was interesting because it really shows. It 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 further explores uh, the struggles that. Uh, um, that people of that age range have, especially women. Mm-hmm. And same with the conversation with her and her mom, and their mom talking about. Right. Was it was the mom in the Chilean version? I. Nope. I Okay, I, I didn't think so, but she had. They had so many similar conversations. That was one of the things I had marked as a potential difference too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree with what you said. Uh, that that brings the context. Uh, I I feel like in terms of the actresses too, the Pauline Garcia, she just gives. She has just a much more subdued presence. Julianne Moore is so expressive in everything that she does that like. It, you just read the the performances just come off very differently. Yes, I I agree with you that the performances come off very differently. But I actually didn't think Paulina was subdued. I think that's that actually find really interesting your your position. And and I would maybe, say that maybe yes, subdued in contrast to Julian Moore. But no, no, I, I I know what you mean. But I mean in comparing those two, I actually. Uh, I thought the opposite, or not the opposite. I, Julianne Moore is definitely, they're both expressive in different ways. I felt that the portrayal uh, of uh, Paulina was more of a, um, a more assertive person. 
So Julianne Moore, as a character, uh, as the, the way she portrayed Gloria, even though they have the same lines, the way that she portrays Gloria was seemed more of a passive and reacting, uh, more passive and reacting to things that were happening around her, as opposed to uh, uh, Paulina. A good example of this would be around the end when uh, they are both at the at the party at the at the, at the wedding. And uh, Julian and and there's just a scene that they both have this same scene. Julian Moore and uh, Paulina. They're sitting on a table. Uh, the friends are dancing, and and Paulina gets a, and they, they, each Gloria gets asked to you know go dance by a man. They say no. Then they get asked by her friends to go dancing. And Paulina, I mean, from even from the beginning, when before the man asked her to go dancing, she's already like singing and like grooving to the song, which is Gloria, <laughs> and and she's already in it, and she's already she like you can tell that she's gonna go dancing because she's already planning to do it, mm-hmm. while uh, Julian Moore, you know, she is mouthing the song, but she's not really into the dancing, and and it really takes her friend to ask one or two times. Until she goes like, okay, okay, I will go dance, and I think that that uh, those little details are of performance uh, happen throughout the entire movie, in which uh, the Julianne Moore character almost felt uh, more as a passenger of the story, uh, mm-hmm. while the um, Paulina seemed more of a, uh, take, uh, with more, had more agency on what was going on. Hmm. You might be right. Yeah. Did uh did your partner watch both of the films with you or she did, right? She did. She did. Yeah. Yeah. Did, yeah. Which one did she end up preferring? Um because the movies were so similar, she yeah. actually ended up preferring the Chilean version is mainly because to her it felt like she was watching actors playing existing roles. Gotcha. Which is an interesting take. I mean, I thought so too, but they were very different at the end of the day. Like, you know, there's the Julianne Moore passiveness, and then uh, you have also Rodolfo uh, by Sergio Hernandez and Arnold by John Turturro, uh, who actually were sort of the, uh, again, same lines. But I felt like the characters were sort of the the energy that each actor brought to the characters were very different. It's very very yeah very different indeed. How did you feel about now that we're bringing John Turturro on this? How did you feel about the Big Lebowski reunion with Julianne Moore and John Turturro? <laughs> it was awkward. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was awkward. Uh, but yeah, and Jesus <laughs> or Jesus. <laughs> as he goes by in the film. Well, uh, actually, that's one thing I was going to point out. I think Totoro is re- does a really good job of making creepy characters. And because of that, he felt creepier. He felt more menacing in this movie than uh, Sergio, Ser- Sergio was in the... Yeah. In the I, f- I feel version. like we can break down those two, but I feel like, yeah, they, they have very different presences to it. Like, John Totoro, I feel like he just exudes a lot of intensity in whatever role he does just generally speaking from uh, Jesus and Big Lebowski where he is just like 
out of his mind to to this film, a more low key independent film. Um, well, let's not forget, uh, you know, Transformers, his best role. Oh, I have blocked that from my mind. I didn't even remember he was in that. <laughs> but also, uh, on an aside, I would like to see the pictures of John Turturro before the surgery in his uh, in a fat suit because. We have so much history with that actor. I just can't imagine him being large. How do you feel about that? Uh, so I, uh, because the picture on the other one, it's a really silly picture. So I was wondering, like, that's one thing that uh, I think the Chilean one sort of was <laughs> weird was that picture. Because uh, I, I cannot imagine someone carrying a picture of them fat, which don't judge Turo with uh, his phone. It made more sense. Yeah, with the phone, it makes more sense. Uh, I think they probably made a smart choice in, in the remake to just not show it that much. Because, yeah. Because yeah. I was like, oh, man, I wanted to see that one. With <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, yeah. I know. I agree. Um, actually, so I did listen to a podcast beforehand, and I think I wouldn't be uh, about uh, Gloria Bell. Uh, I just have to give them some credit on the on some of the things that I might that I might be mentioning here I don't remember uh-huh. which ones so that's why I'm going to name them uh, we're still the best ones but still I, I wouldn't There's feel for second best and third best exactly I wouldn't feel correct or I wouldn't feel right if I, I didn't give some credit of course I did not write it down so I'm waiting for my computer to load uh, but it's uh, movies IMO uh, I don't know who are the hosts on that, but it's a pretty fun podcast. Listen to them after you listen to ours now. Not before. <laughs> um, anyways, just wanted to give that in. And, and the reason why is because uh, they touch a little, they, they focused a lot on, on the problematic issues <laughs> of movies. Uh, <laughs> Which, uh, you know, part of them being gender issues, one of them is basically one of the opinions that they were giving was how there was some fat shaming uh, in the movie, uh, like the picture in the Chilean version. Um, Wait, did they, did they break down both films or? or? They talked about the, they, they talked they talk mainly about the, basically they talked about the American version and then at the end they were like, all right, uh, let's review the Chilean version. Well, it's the same. Mm. And then they moved on. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, I'm curious about the uh, that part that you're saying. What, continue your well, thoughts there. Oh yeah, well they were talking about uh, the, the the they were talking about two separate scenes where you know uh, you could see you could you could see that maybe you're making they're you're making fun of fat characters. One of them being in the American version, the daughters of uh, Arnold. So, you know, they kind of look like white, trashy, chubby girls uh, that, you know, they come out of the house just like yelling and cursing at Gloria. And and they were basically pointing out how, like, you know, they were, like, it was very clear that they were, like, fat and unkempt, like, sort of showing, you know, how fat people are lazy because those daughters are lazy as fuck (laughs) from what is understood in the movie. Uh... I'm basically saying in LA, you, the kind of daughter that uh, Arnold had probably would not look like that. Instead, they would probably look like Valley Girls, which I think it's a solid point. Yeah, although I mean, like their characters in a film, it's like you're not gonna always look like the right image. Anyways, I have no comment yeah. on that. 
No, no, of course. No, I was yeah. just saying that. That's why I, when you brought up the picture thing, I because they also mentioned the picture. One person's finding finding a little, uh, being a little bit offended about Gloria laughing so much. Well, I think that that is fine. That's Gloria's character. People are exactly. private. Yeah, it's all people characters. Are private. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. People are not uh, not perfect in characters. No, and and I mean it, it sort of shows the, her imperfections, right? Like she's. She is, at the end of the day, a, I mean, a very charismatic woman, but she's, like, your average woman, like, middle-aged woman. Yeah, she's, she's no saint, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, she laughs at how fat Turo is, or was, or how fat uh, Rodolfo was, <laughs> in both scenes. Yeah. I mean, I am curious, because, I mean, the Chilean version shows the picture, although kind of blurry, and it just looks really fake. <laughs> See, now you're making me uh, you're making me feel bad about requesting John Turturro in a fat suit picture. Uh, I think it would be fine. I get <laughs> that, that. That's not my opinion. As you know. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just want to see it. I mean, sorry. <laughs> no, no, of course. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's true. Uh, and, um, actually, now that I think about it more, we could. We maybe should do scene by scene instead of character by character. It's a little bit harder with character by character. But uh, on the scene by scene concept, um, so at the beginning, especially, feels like it is straight up uh, shot by shot copy, and then they start diverging. Maybe pro probably once the you have a scene where uh, Gloria and her boyfriend are having lunch or dinner with their friends. Mm. And that's one thing that I wanted to highlight is the conversations they had. Um, when I first watched the uh, so when I watched Gloria first, uh, I was wondering how they would do the remake because on that one day, they, they're talking about uh, Chile <laughs> and what a country it is. Uh, they're talking right. about the social issues, uh, I mean, and there's a protest later too. Yeah, there's a protest later, and then throughout the movie, once whenever you see a TV, you can see students protesting. Mm -hmm. um, which, uh, even though the movie came out in 2013, uh, right, Chile is still they're still protesting now, and probably a lot harder. Well, not with yeah, COVID nineteen. It, it felt yeah up until COVID, it felt even more uh, relevant or more like. 2019, I guess, uh, when yep. when I saw that. But I was going to ask you what the what the protest would have been about in that time range, 2013, 2012. 2013 probably was a student protest. Uh, mm -hmm. Basically, whenever the international scores and national scores come out for schools, Chile usually has a protest because most private school students get good grades and, you know, they're, they might, their grades, they're, at the international scale, are competitive with students in, you know, from uh, developed countries, while students from public schools, especially in, uh, in poor places, have horrible scores and, you know, on par with, <laughs> with schools in, you know, underdeveloped countries. And basically, the inequality usually pops out of those situations and then you have mm -hmm. protests because students are like, well... Yeah. Um, yeah, 
so it's between that and then usually the cost of education in Chile, um, which is in 2011, uh, from 2011 to 2013, actually, there were basically daily, pro like yearly protests on the cost of colleges because they were, well, insanely high for the amount of, for the income that an average Chilean person has. And overall, they accomplished some stuff. Uh, right. In fact, the cost of education there is nothing in comparison to, you know, the cost of education here in the United States. But right. uh, uh, so, so was the conversation, uh, and I actually don't remember very specifically about it, was the conversation that they had at the table that we were referring to just a little bit ago, was that tied mm -hmm. in with these social issues? Uh, loosely. Uh, actually, yes. So uh, the conversation, basically, in one of the conversation, you know, one of the uh, glorious friends talks about how Chile is sort of a ghost of itself. And it's like a replica of something else, another country, but that its sole engine is greed. Uh, and then, like, uh, and then Gloria talks about how it's, well, in the conversation, actually, but, uh, Rodolfo uh, jumps in, basically saying that there's no leader, and, they don't, and basically people don't have anyone to look up to, especially when the leaders that they have were elected by themselves. And then another friend says, you have to look at the youth, which Rodolfo doesn't care too much about that comment. So then, does Rodolfo come off in... So because so, in the American one, uh, he, he comes off as like a little bit more right-leaning than, uh, mm -hmm. than the other people in the conversation. Is that true also for the Chilean one? I, I, it was unclear to me, not knowing the context as much as you do. So yes... So the, it's just a small detail, but it's a huge detail in, in, in Chilean history, and that's the part that uh, Gideon, the, only one word was necessary, which is, what is your job? I used to be in the military. Now, we're okay. talking about a middle-aged person who used to be in the mil military in Chile. Uh, so we're talking about military under Pinochet. Yes, exactly. So Ah, uh, Okay. So that alone, usually, I mean, not always, but most of the time, it, it basically will imply that this person is conservative. And then in that context, when he talks about how there are no leaders anymore in the country, and that uh, what do people have to look up when the leaders they have are elected, there are some implications on... Right. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for putting that together. That that makes sense then. So yeah, he he would be sort of the equivalent to here. I mean, the conversation they have in the American one, I believe, is a little bit more about guns loosely. Yeah. Guns and gun control. Yeah, de definitely. And I mean, and and going back into the comparison, uh, the, the character comparison between uh, uh, Rodolfo and Arnold. Um, Rodolfo sort of reacts to what the friends are saying. While in the American version, Arnold brings up the whole point, the, the conversation saying, hey, you hear about the kid who got uh, kicked out of school because he had a toy gun? <laughs> and then, uh, you know, yeah. it goes into a conversation about uh, gun control and how Arnold is basically, even though he doesn't outright say it, and neither, and I would say in both versions, basically the, the it looks like the friends are left-leaning but ambiguous in both movies, 
Actually, no, the Chilean version, they're definitely left-leaning. In the American version, it's ambiguous. Right. Although, uh, just judging from the location and, and just what we know about the characters, I, I do think it's probably assumed that they're somewhat left-leaning, being in Los Angeles. And Gloria's friends all kind of look like college-educated, academic-type type people. So I feel yeah. like uh, you would, if I were to guess, I would be pretty... I would be reasonably confident in guessing they're left-wing. Right, definitely. Yeah. Although, although the character, I mean, Gloria herself seems, uh, I mean, the it, Chilean Gloria seems actually left-leaning as, as well. So going back to the student, uh, the Chilean Gloria in that conversation, basically, she, uh, when, they were t- uh, when the friends bring up the youth, that you have to look up the youth, to the youth, Gloria is like, these poor kids, they feel robbed. Uh, right now they're outraged. And, and why not? Uh, you know, you go to the doctor, you go broke, etc., etc. And that's something that Gloria says in the Chilean version, which um, is, is interesting because basically she also shows uh, her political leanings. While the American version, you don't have that. A little bit more apolitical. Yeah, especially Gloria. I mean, her friends, they're pro-gun control. Arnold, not so much. But then Gloria, I mean, because the the conversation in in the lunch there uh, goes to, you know, the end of the world. And Gloria has that that quote that uh, is in the trailer, which is like, oh, when the world blows up, I hope I go uh, down dancing. Yeah, and it's sort of... Yeah, and there's no equivalent in the Chilean version, is there? And it's sort of like a, a nice apolitical comment to like diffuse the potential, uh, like a potential escalation of the conversation. Yeah. So it's sort of like presented as a tactic there. So, and obviously in both versions, she, the political uh, nature of Arnold and. Uh, uh, Rodolfo and both of them isn't enough for her to just be like, ah, oh, fuck that guy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but and that goes to me. To me, well, that kind of goes a little bit more onto the that the 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 agency of the characters flip a little bit. So I mean, in both movies, uh, both Arnold and Rodolfo are sort of passive. You know, they're not uh, ultra aggressive men, but or even aggressive, but uh, there's a little bit of a flip between the Chilean and the American, that in the Chilean, Rodolfo is the quieter one. He's the one, even during the French conversation, you know, he brings up the leaders, but he right. never makes clear what his position is. It's all implicit on whether or not you know the history of the country. Mm-hmm. And when people say things that, like, maybe he disagrees, he just, you know, has a little frown, but he doesn't do more than that, while Gloria is the one talking about politics, uh, things like that. On the other hand, in the American version, Rodolfo does, uh, I mean, so in the Chilean version, it looks like he's sort of hiding what his positions are. Mm. On the American version, Rodolfo, uh, uh, Arnold is very clear. He is on the conservative side. And Gloria is the one diffusing things. Right. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about the difference in the characters, too, I felt like, I don't know what the actual age of the actors are, but to me, Rodolfo just felt older than Arnold. Um, yeah. Um, he and it felt like I feel like John Turturro always has like such a strong energy too that he just felt like more energetic than his Chilean mm-hmm. counterpart. So yeah, yeah. 
Oh, I, I agree. Just want to and, that too. and I mean, the the age differences between Gloria and uh, her love interest in the Chilean version are definitely uh, bigger, or it seems bigger than in the American version. Right. Um, actually, that that goes into another point, or that I found interesting, is especially when it comes to age and relationships. It's the sex scenes in the movies. Yes, that was my third difference. Uh, it much more if you if you are a fan of old people and sex scenes, you need to watch the Chilean version. If you are uh, if <laughs> if uh, if uh, it, it, the the American one is much more toned down. I'll, I'll just put it that way. I mean, of course, you know, like ignoring for a second. I mean, watching old people having sex is not not fun for most people. For many, I don't. Even, I wouldn't even say most. I don't know, but uh, probably not yeah. for you, not for me. Yeah. But I mean, as I don't a think movie, they've uh, told that before. Anyways, go ahead. Huh? <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, that's fine. As a, as a as a movie and as a, as a theme for the movie, which one do you prefer better? I mean, I'm. I I don't know. I'm I'm fine not showing all all the sex. I'll put it that way. So in that sense, I, I was okay with the amount of sex we saw in Corbill, which was still enough in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, they still showed it. I just yeah, no, don't. No, definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, Although, it is interesting to see. Mm-hmm. You could make the case that you were making earlier that like similar to middle-aged women or maybe even more so than middle-aged women like sex between older people is hardly shown at all on camera so the amount that we see it is refreshing and and quite a change of pace to see so i'm open-minded in that sense but do i feel like it added a lot of textures or interesting things about the characters for me i can't say that it did yeah, I, I agree. I mean, like, it's not it's not something I necessarily, I mean, that we necessarily need to see. I mean, it, that, it didn't add a lot to it. But it is, what I, one thing that I find interesting, I and mean, this is more outside of the movie and just in, in the, the industry in general, is that in the American version, and, and this is something that John and I kind of talked about, uh, in American movies in general, sex has to be sexy uh, if you have sex, but also not showy. Uh, and you can tell, so Julianne Moore and um, Paulina uh, Garcia, mm-hmm. Julianne Moore and Paulina Garcia, they, they are actually both the same age. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, and I mean, this is no, of course. I mean, Julianne Moore just has an amazing body and like she definitely is, she doesn't look like someone who is 59 right now, right? Right. I mean, well, 23 years ago, she was playing a porn star in Boogie Nights. Ex- exactly. And yeah. well, Paulina, you know, she looks like someone her age. She looks she really looks good. Like a, she looks like a school teacher or something like that. Yeah. I mean, she looks really good for someone her age. Yeah. But what is, what is interesting is... Um, to me, is both with Paulina and same with Totoro, actually, and, uh, versus um, the Chilean guy. They look, uh, Totoro, I mean, he looked pretty good. And, you know, he's been in action movies. 
uh, like transformers. I know we make fun of them, but uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, he probably does have to work out a little bit to do all the silly things he does in that movie. Uh, you know, uh, Julianne Moore <laughs> obviously is an actress in the American industry, but it made me wonder, like, after I've seen other Chilean movies, and generally speaking, the sex in Chilean movies, if you have a sex scene, is not as sexy. It is more of the, you know, like, average bodies uh, without having to, you know, without, like, not having those, if you will, unrealistic expectations of what a body is. And going beyond the, whether it's refreshing or not, it, it is interesting to to see the difference between basically a Hollywood sex scene, which is the lighting shows very little. What you The most you see is, you know, uh, you see the front of Julianne Moore, like the, her, her chest, or breast, I mean, but nothing else. While the Chilean version, you see all of it. And right. it's just kind of, it's just there. I mean, at the end of the day, it's more almost shown as than like, yep, this happens. Yep. Sex happens. Uh, it's not sexy. It's just what they do. Yeah. Uh, do you have any thoughts about that? No, I think you're right. Uh, yeah, I mean, in that sense, it is different. And you're, you, I'd say you 50% sold me on, on the Chilean sex scenes, but I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I still can't say that I really, uh, they, they added that much for me. No, I mean, I, I, again, I'm, I, to the movie itself, I don't know if they add anything. It's just, mm-hmm. to, it's just more of an observation about the industries. And, it's true, yeah. And what you can do with it. Um, right. I mean, in, in the American film industry, you very rarely get like the full frontal nudity. Uh, and you get, you get a lot of that in the Chilean one. Yeah, I mean, uh, like the scene at the hotel when uh, Gloria is about to leave the hotel and changes her mind and gets undressed and then, you know... Yes, I remember that scene too. Pushes Arnold down uh, or um, Rodolfo. In a way, because you could see Gloria's full body in the Chilean version, because you can, she actually seems more... uh, She has more of a presence. The, The American version had to, like, hide her, sort of, like... Has has the camera more on the side, so she's not as present on on the act uh, on the action itself. So there, I actually do think that uh, the, the the rawness of the Chilean version added a little bit to the character, a little bit. All right. Again, not enjoying it, but uh, just saying. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Good breakdown. I'm ready to move on. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what was your favorite scene in the movie? Either. Oh man, favorite scene? I don't know. Uh, uh, I did not uh, write down. I didn't note especially a ton of scenes. Um, hmm. Why don't you say what yours was, and then I'll I'll think about it. Well, I I mean uh, I would say the the most fun scene was the. The dinner or the breakfast? I mean, the the, the birthday between uh, the, the glorious son's birthday. Oh, okay. Actually, yeah, I think that's my favorite too. I I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is fun to see all these characters sort of uh, react, uh, especially this the the part where everyone is questioning uh, whether it was Arnold or Rodolfo about 
his job, life, his family. <laughs> right. Um, and I feel like that scene is probably the scene where you get the most character development of all these different people. Because I think it's the only time in the movie where you get to see Arnold interact with people beyond just uh, Gloria or on the phone, his family. So it's interesting to see. And I feel like in that scene, I mean, it obviously ends poorly <laughs> for the relationship, but you get to see sort of the some of the, I don't know, some of the potential cracks and the flaws in uh, maybe his character and the relationship uh, there that you hadn't previously been exposed in just the uh, in, in the scenes between the Gloria and Rodolfo or Arnold. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, one thing, it's, and I mean, maybe maybe because I saw, I, I think had we had we done this again, had we where where do we have where we to do a do-over. I feel like one of us should have watched the Chilean version first and then the American, and then the other person should have watched the American first and then the okay. Chilean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. We both watched the Chilean first, right? Yeah. Because yeah. ha- had one per- Because since you know what's going to happen, especially at the dinner, and since you know who Arnold is, you already have preconceived uh, views of what's going to ha- uh, of 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 how he's just not a good guy. I mean, he's not a horrible guy, but he's yeah. not a good guy. He's um, kind of an he does asshole. Weird, he does some weird things that are... Uh, it's easy to... Y- you don't expect them to end up together because you're like, uh, this guy has some issues. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he literally ditches her in a whole different city. Yeah, with, that's th- pretty messed up. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, I mean, he, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's not a good guy. Per se, I mean, uh, so one thing that I'm kind of curious because, as you mentioned before, that the dinner is sort of where you see the character more, right? Uh, and then he leaves without telling anyone. With the Chilean version, the way I felt about it was uh, the way I felt it was that the guy leaving was because he probably was upset about how. You know, Gloria was uh, how Gloria and her ex-husband are. You know, like really close, and the ex-husband is showing the picture of like we were in love, we were in love. You know, yeah, the yeah. picture of him and Gloria, and you know, it, it felt like Rodolfo, uh, or in that case, was uh, yeah, Rodolfo left because because of that. And though a douchey thing to do, it almost felt justified. Um, but then with Arnold, it didn't. And, and, and then again with the American version, Gloria seemed less annoyed and more worried about where Rodolfo was. And then in the American version, Gloria seemed more annoyed, annoyed about uh, Arnold leaving. Do you feel that way? Yeah. Why, why, do you think, uh, why do you think Arnold left in the American version? How do you think that played in that one? Like, what, what, if you had just seen that one, what would you have thought? Um, I don't know. I mean, if I had just seen it, I probably would have understood that he left. I wouldn't have known why he left. Or, I mean, I would have understood that he left because it is a weird dinner. Yeah. Um, But, actually, yeah, to be honest, 
in that one, I would have understood that he left because of that mainly. And then in the Chilean one, I would have understood that he left because also he ha had like the, you know, health issues. Because the, the, the guy in the Chilean version seemed more fragile. Like I, I would mm -hmm. almost believe uh, Gloria when she was saying, oh, maybe he ate something that, you know, right, right. Uh, gave him something. Like in Chilean version, I believe it more because he seems like a more fragile individual. Rather than John Turturro. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I, I agree with how the Chilean version came off, and I'm trying to compare and contrast those scenes, and I'm not totally sure how the American version compares. Um, he he kind of just disappears in the American one. Um, yeah. If this was a more mainstream film, because it, it all kind of happens in the background, I feel like we would have gotten like more of a close-up or something of, of what Rodolfo slash Arnold is doing. Um, and what's going on in their mind, but you kind of just see in the Chilean one, he just kind of gets up and leaves. Yeah. In the background. Well, he uh, gets a phone call, and I think in both yeah, of them yeah, he yeah. does. Right. Yeah. And, and then, I mean, later you, you basically realize that the reason he left was because of his ex-wife or daughters. Yes. Yeah. Supposedly. I, I'm assuming he did. Like, but... I mean, you're totally right that I'm trying to think how the American version would have played if I had not seen the Chilean version first. Because for me, knowing what was going to happen, I just read it the same way. Yeah. I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, they're talking about this. Uh, okay, he's getting a little bit put off. Gloria's not paying any attention to him. That's what happened. So what do you think of the casting for the family? <laughs> uh, is this the Michael Sarah time? <laughs> yep, Michael um, Sarah time. I actually kind of liked Michael Sarah. He's a little bit distracting, uh, just because it's Michael Sarah. Uh, mm -hmm. But I don't know. He, he comes. Uh, he came off as more likable to me, just because I have more history with him uh, than the Chilean actor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the uh, daughter. I don't really have much of an opinion on the differences there. Um, mm -hmm. The ex-husband, the um, let me just comment that the American ex-husband is huge. That you guy, mean I, Brad Garrett. Yeah, Brad Garrett. I looked him up. He's six foot nine. Wait, you you never watched uh, Everyone Loves Raymond? No, no, I haven't. But he's he's six foot nine. That's huge. And then yeah. like thirty minutes later, Julianne Moore is in Vegas with the frickin' Hobbit. <laughs> Sam Samwise Gamgee. I, I just know. wanted. I just wanted to point that out. I've been waiting uh, the whole uh, podcast to point that out. I know. I know. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's go into that. Let's go into that. Uh, Gloria and Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it me or I mean because but whether whether it was Sam or it was. Uh, it was uh, the Chilean guy. That character was kind of creepy. The Chilean guy looked like he was like a mix of like a plumber and Super Mario or something. It was just like, <laughs> it was just like whoa, <laughs> who's this guy? And like it's a non-speaking role. To, well, I guess they say like one line, but it is kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the whole time you're just like, oh, I hope, uh, I hope we get rid of this character soon. I mean, it's kind of like... Uh, uh, it's kind of like uh, I, I, I was hoping that character would disappear faster than I was hoping the explicit sex would stop. 
<laughs> in which one? In in the Chilean version? The Chilean one. I mean, it's it's over so fast in the American one. Yeah. Yeah. The, so the American felt, in general, and and, and I tell you in the other scenes too, but in that one, it, it everything felt really quick. Uh, yeah. Like she meets. She meets uh, th- those guys, and then Sam, out of nowhere, puts his hand on like on her shoulder, and yeah, like you're fine with it because he's not gross looking like the Chilean guy, but uh, and also because it's Sam, so you know Lord of the Rings has taught you that he's a good yeah. guy. Yeah, he'll, he'll protect the ring. He'll protect the ring. <laughs> uh, also, for those people who have seen, you know, Stranger, Stranger Things, he just always plays the nice guy. So I mean, you, you don't feel too threatened by him. But if you didn't know anything about the actor, he he was quick. Like l- there's literally no time between they say hi to him just completely fondling her. In the yeah. American version, yeah, um, no, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, in, in both versions, but you really you know, want him to leave, I would say. Yeah, I mean he's Rudy, so I mean you gotta you're rooting for him the whole way, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would say that they probably should have used a different actor for that because it sounds like for us this like part that is literally probably less than a minute was a little distracting. I, I, I I'll be honest, I got a little bit uh, caught up on uh, Sean Astin. That's his name, I think. So, yeah, it is. Yeah, so they probably should have cast someone else. So I'm pro Michael Sarah, but downvote on Sean Astin. <laughs> you want someone who looks more like a, a plumber. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if the Chilean guy was my favorite either, uh, but he was a good person. Like, he looks like he should have been, like, a villain in, like, John Wick and just gotten, like, had two seconds of screen time before he gets killed or something like that. I feel like that actor actually always plays a villain in Chilean movies, or, uh, oh, okay. so, yeah. He's got a good villain face. Yeah, he kind of does, he kind of does. Um, I think his name is Marcial Tagle, which... It was actually the same name of the character. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> didn't need uh, a name. Yeah. No, no, he didn't. Uh, now, one thing I was going to say, speaking about actors, you got the neighbor. Glorious neighbor. So, in the American version, the neighbor is Tyson Ritter, who apparently is a musician, well-known. Actually, like, Joanna had looked it up. And she was just like, oh, it's it's crazy that they have this guy. But you know what's crazier? That they had this guy and they never showed him. <laughs> He's the neighbor? Yeah, you know. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. They never show the neighbor in the uh, in the American one. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Huh. I bet they just, cut a scene. I bet they cut a scene. They probably did. They probably did. Yeah. I mean, the American version is uh, 10 minutes shorter than the Chilean version. Right. Um, so it's all probably like his scene plus the explicit sex. Plus ex- explicit sex. Although they added scenes. They added the scene with the mom. True. True. Okay. Uh, yeah. And and actually that's another one, uh, another difference that I would say it's made sense. So another thing that when, when, compared, when I watched the first movie, I was wondering how they would do the American one was the maid. Mm-hmm. So in Chile, you know, like... Um, People like in already like in upper middle class and above, they usually have you know someone who cleans up or is a maid or something like that. Uh, you saw the movie La Nana, 
I don't know if you remember yes. that. Yeah. Uh, that's just that's from richer people when they have like living made. But I mean, the whole point is like it's not uncommon for someone of an upper middle class to have a maid. Um, right. In the U.S. Whereas in America, it's like upper upper class. Exactly. Exactly. And it it was interesting that there were two dialogue two two things from the maid that were basically in the Chilean version that were transferred to someone else. So there's the biblical st- uh, story uh, about cats. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, kind uh, of. Who did they give that to in the American one? The the uh, friend? No, it was the lady who was waxing Gloria. Oh, right, right, okay. So they had to add a whole waxing scene for that. Uh-huh. And then they gave the taking her back to uh, L.A. to the mom. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, again, it, it makes sense uh, that you have to get rid of it. But it, it was just interesting. I, I, was, I was curious how they did it. And I thought they did a good job. Although it was kind of a waste of uh, Holland Taylor to just have her to do that <laughs> as the mom. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I'm not familiar with her, so... Alright, I mean, she's done a couple of things. Uh, Mm -hmm. She has a name. It's one of those people that have a name. (laughs) Um, One thing I was going to say about uh, Michael Sarah on The Sun is, although he was a little bit distracting, you know, at the end, you you sort of see... You you know, he gets into the character. You kind of ignore a little bit of the Michael Sarah. Yeah. Also, I feel like he was well-casted because... The son is kind of, I mean, it's, it's the dude who his wife left him with the child to yeah. find herself at the desert. <laughs> yeah, but he's like not super pissed. No, he's just kind of sad. Yeah, and um, Michael Sarah does that well. Exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, it's an adult version of George Michael from uh, Arrested Development. Yeah, it's very believable with him. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but what's, what's interesting... Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about the dynamics between Gloria and her kids. So her, her daughter is a, a yoga instructor who is dating this uh, Swedish guy. Yeah. And then both American and Chilean version, the guy is from Sweden. And at the end, she ends up uh, going to Sweden to live with him and get married with him there and have a child, etc. Uh, the daughter... Seems like, you know, she, she has a pretty strong character. Uh, doesn't have a great relationship with the dad. And you can see all of that in the, in the, dinner, in, in the uh, birthday. Right. While the son is going back to the whole passive versus uh, more passive character and more uh, stronger character. The son uh, seems more passive. Um, and the Chilean guy, uh, the, I think the actor is Alejandro Goyk. Or Goich, he definitely played that. Oh no, no, that's the ex. Uh, Diego Fontesilla is the son. He uh, he definitely seemed more passive than Michael Sarah, and I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, apparently that's really what the director wanted for that role was just to be a very passive role. Yeah, I, no, but in and the Chilean guy was actually so passive. So you know how Joanna saw both of them. That you know, after uh, Arnold or Rodolfo left the party, 
and everyone left. At the end, there's a character who was like, Mom, who the hell was that guy? Uh, and Joanna thought that that was the daughter in the Chilean version. But actually, I did a quick rewatching just uh, earlier today, and it was the son. Huh. But he, he was just so quiet and said it in such a like timid way that sounded, or you would say, quote-unquote, womanly, if you will. That like you can see why the, you you would think the daughter said it, especially because the daughter throughout the most of the movie was a more talkative uh, and right. present character. Right. The the son is kind of just there. Yeah. He's he's sort of a wallpaper character to some extent. I mean, he plays the violin. It's true. <laughs> and Michael Sarah yeah, plays the, the piano. Music. Yeah. <laughs> um. What else? Well, do you have anything that stood out to you? Uh, nothing that we haven't covered already. Um, yeah, I think I think I've gotten most of my thoughts now that I've covered the uh, Sam, uh, the Samwise Gamgee and and uh, Brad Garrett height comparison. I also enjoyed the uh, couple of the opening songs uh, for the American version. I think mm. we're in Boogie Nights, too. So I uh, enjoyed all the Boogie Nights callbacks. Great film. Yeah. Um, it definitely felt disco. And Boogie Nights, especially when yeah. it was set in the 70s. And, and I would say the Chilean version also felt like disco, but like disco that you had in right. Latin America. Actually, I'm going to ask you a question about the Chilean one. So that was like a club with like a lot of old people. What what did do those things exist in Chile? Like, what is that? It's like I, I, I feel like that would not exist in America. I, I don't know. I mean, neither of us go clubbing a lot, so I'm not sure. Um, I mean, maybe maybe there are clubs where you have older people in the U.S. I don't know. Um, I I don't know. I don't know if that exists in Chile either. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Okay. Well, uh, all we know is we both have not been invited. Exactly. So. We haven't gone to the old people's club. Um, actually, one thing, in both movies that I, I, I thought it was interesting, and that I was actually surprised that uh, the director kept in the American movie, was the, uh, the skeleton marionette scene. Do you right. remember that? Yes, I do. Uh, what do you think of that? Uh... I didn't have too many thoughts on it. Uh, it was just kind of a... It felt to me sort of like a transition scene. You see a little bit of Gloria's emotional state in the scene, but uh -huh. I don't know. I didn't read too much into it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a transition thing. I, I guess to me it stood out mainly because of the song uh, that was playing. Not that the song has any particular meaning. In fact, it doesn't. The, the, so the, the the song it's playing for the little skeleton is uh, it's like a song from the like late sixties. That is it's Chilean song that the lyrics literally is literally is about uh, a dancing skeleton. Hmm. <laughs> and I just thought it was weird. How, or it was just when I saw it in the American version, I wasn't expecting it. Or if there was going to be that scene, I wasn't expecting them using that song since the American audience would not know what that song is at all. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Um, what, did, what did they end up doing for the American one? Well, they, they ended up using the same song. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is the part that I was surprised that they did. Hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, it, it's just one thing that caught my attention that I thought, I guess that's a nitpick, if you will. That I, I, I don't know if would, I would have had that scene in the American version. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's jump into nitpicks. Do you have any nitpicks? Or what are your nitpicks? Uh, I don't know. It's such a free-falling film that I don't have too many nitpicks on, like, on, like, plot or anything like that. Um, mm. yeah. That's true. Um, I thought, uh, one thing that I, know, that I thought I didn't like about the American movie was that they took out the, uh, white peacock scene. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, at the end, yeah. Yeah. I, I I thought that was sort of a nice, like, little moment for Gloria that uh, the Chilean version had, that the American version was like, meh, no, she doesn't need that. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. Uh, that was that. And actually, My only I, nitpick would be, uh, why did they... Why didn't she drive back from Las Vegas? Why didn't her mom drive to Las Vegas, pick her up, and then drive her back? What, why, why did she have to fly there and fly back with Gloria? Because this movie was directed by someone who doesn't live in the U.S. Okay. <laughs> That's my nitpick. Why, why was, it, was it directed by a foreigner? <laughs> well, I mean, he didn't he grow up partly in the U.S.? Did he? I don't know. I, I read his Wikipedia before, and I thought it said that, but I could be wrong. I think he's worked in the U.S. quite a bit, but I mean, I mean, the guy was born in Argentina, uh, but grew up in Chile. Um, hmm. Anyways, we should, probably yeah. shouldn't get derailed. We've been going for for an long... hour and ten minutes already. So. Oh jeez. All right. So I guess one last thing that I wanted to mention, uh, since we're probably closing up. And it's a theme that I, I think it's important to talk would be the sort of the the gender uh, themes that the movie touches, which I should probably should have brought up earlier. Uh, and, I, and I kind of have touched upon it a little bit, which is how in this movie the, the male characters tend to be more passive, while the female characters are have more of an, um, a strong uh, strong characteristic in general. And Joanna pointed this out, which I thought was kind of interesting, and is how, especially when it comes to Rodolfo or uh, Arnold, um, the guy, you know, he owns the th- that theme park with um, with the airsoft, the, 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 the airsoft, or the, you know, the, the guns. Yeah, yeah, the paintball. Uh, the paintball guns, sorry, yeah, that was it. Um, I thought it was airsoft for a second, but yeah, paintball guns. And, you know, it's like a very manly activity, right? Uh, and in fact, actually, he even himself said it, like, in, in the movie, like, when, when they're leaving the theme park, basically, he talks about how, um, um, <clears throat> how men like to play the war, play, right, right. you know, and... And at the end, the only person who ends up using the gun in a serious matter is Gloria. It's true. 
After all the talk of gun control and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he shoots him at the, on the dick, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think the gender reversal parts, or the, the parts where they make the women stronger characters, I think that's definitely to be applauded. I, I, there are some of the aspects I do, I, I consider to be a positive on the film, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And I, I think I... Overall, I I think this is a good movie. What do you right. think? Or both of them? <laughs> I give it a soft good. I I enjoyed I enjoyed it a bit more uh, the second time around, which I found a little bit surprising. Um, but yeah, yeah. And to go back to your earlier point about the gender roles and stuff like that, I would personally not sign up for the uh, the film called Rodolfo or uh, Arnold <laughs> that follows them around uh, taking care of the family. So I'm I'm glad that it focuses on uh, Gloria Bell and Gloria in in these cases. Yeah, I agree. It, it is actually the one thing I it is very funny was when you do see the family because you hear about his family a lot. Yeah, and then you see the ex-wife coming out on crutches as Gloria is just shooting at everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. And then how she just laughs afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, it's also totally bizarre what happened. Uh, sorry, I'm I'm extending the podcast a bit by saying this. It's like really weird to think what's going through Arnold or Rodolfo's mind the second time that he just disappears. Like, there's really no dispensable explanation. But like after she shoots him with the freaking paintball gun, he's like, "No, we had something good. What are we? What are you doing? No, no." It's like, it's like, you just. I don't know. I don't understand what what has gone on through his head. I think he's just full of shit. I mean, that seems to be what it is. I mean, it's all through Gloria's perspective. So, I mean, like, but I mean, I'm totally on her side. It's like, I don't know what's what's wrong with you, man. Yeah. I mean, and and it takes a while to get, I mean, I I mean, you don't have sights earlier, but throughout most of the movie, and again, that's where the second viewing sort of, you already know what happens, right? But in the first viewing, you feel bad for the guy. You feel like, you really feel like, oh man, this guy has such a difficult life. You know, his his kids are taking advantage of him. His ex-wife is taking advantage of him. And then you see at the end, you know, again, what was he thinking? Like he literally left her in Las Vegas or in a whole different city. Yeah, and, and, that's and pretty then, messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I mean, they can maybe the director can answer the, answer these questions in his next movie called Rodolfo. <laughs> Would you watch that? Uh, only if you made me. <laughs> I, I I do want to watch a, a fantastic woman though. So, uh, if if it was very if it was acclaimed, I would consider watching it. But I can't say that either of those characters I found to be particularly gripping. Uh, either Rodolfo or Arnold. Yeah, I'd rather watch something about the daughter going to Sweden. Yeah, daughter going to Sweden, or hell, make a spin-off about the uh, uh, Michael Sarah's girlfriend <laughs> and her finding herself yeah, in the yeah, desert. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. I'd be down for that. Uh, yeah, no. Well, when it comes to Fantastic Women, I mean, I know you haven't seen it. I will say I actually like Gloria more. Okay. Uh, 
I mean, Fantastic Woman, I would say it's a more important movie based on its subject matter. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed Gloria more. Okay, fair enough. So just basically putting it out there. Uh, although the color palette is more similar to the American version. It looks like that from the uh, poster image. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think there's not much more to say about this movie. Um, yeah. You know, if uh, you're okay with uh, slower movies, uh, character studies, watch right. either of these movies. Either of them is, are fine. I mean, if you're... I like the Chilean version a little bit more. Seems like you like the American version a little bit more. Right. But, uh, yeah. I'd say similar quality overall for me. Um, I, I'd grade them very close together yeah so i mean like if you're if you're a spanish speaking person watch the chilean version why not uh unless you love julian Moore and then watch the american version although i, I will say the acting from uh, both julian Moore or paulina garcia isn't like both of them do an incredible right. job uh, I mean, a big reason why the film works and, and it does is like neither one would work very well if if they were done by lesser actors than uh, Julianne Moore and uh, Paulina Garcia. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. Both of those. I mean, I feel like they're both the strongest parts of both films for me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't know how much the director had to do with that. Uh, I mean, it seems like he probably had to do quite a bit, but uh, the the actress, the actress definitely did an amazing job. Um, and I think like Paulina got uh, won a bunch of awards for it. Julian Moore not so much because they didn't do a good job at the at releasing the movie at the right time. You know. Yeah. They didn't play the game very well for the Oscars. Right. But I mean, she's obviously a great actor, uh, and like. She's good in so many different roles, so yeah. She she doesn't need necessarily more acclaim for her, but yeah, exactly. she already got the the Oscar. Yeah, it, I think when it was it twenty fourteen or something like that. Yeah, for the uh, early memory disorder movie. Yeah, yeah. Alzheimer's. Uh, I forget the name yeah. of the movie, but uh, good movie. Kind of a bummer, but yeah, good movie. I mean, it's a that's that's a bummer topic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> True. Um, yeah. Uh, and any last words, James? Uh, nope, that's it. We'll be back in a couple of weeks, uh, back into more uh, genre film and less of this uh, independent stuff. Yeah. Uh, do we have a, a sneak, sneak peek on what we're talking about next week? Yeah, we're going to be doing uh, Italian Connection, which was referenced in the Caliber 9 podcast. So there's right. more, uh, a lot more headbutting than this film in particular. Okay, excellent. Will there be more uh, shooting? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll have a good, nice conversation about concussions in the Italian film industry next, next in two weeks. Excellent. I'm looking forward <laughs> to that. Um, all right, well, thank you so much for yeah. being here. It's, uh, and thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys yeah. have a good weekend. Over. Yep. Yeah.
Yeah, send us an email at zafilmtofilm at gmail.com. Let us know what you want to hear, uh, and we'll see you all soon.